0: Coming up on this episode of Open for Business, crowdfunding a New Year's Eve party? Why not? Another online retailer hurting the brick and mortar and the power of collaboration. All that and more next on episode 6363 of Open for Business.
1: This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st century audio delivered on thehorn.com. Bandwidth for On The Horn is provided by Amazon S3 Servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive. All from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 Storage, visit aws.amazon.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Parker, and I'm joined tonight by the Zen Master, Tommy Russo. Co-owner of Eleanor Productions, the full-service advertising audio, video production house agency. Are you an advertising agency, an audio video production house, kind of everything all together? What are you?
0: Two companies under one umbrella: full-service ad agency, full-service broadcast production company.
1: Broadcast production, and literally, you hear their commercials. Uh, everywhere, even some of their—you um, did like the Rock Cats thing, right?
0: The Rock Cats jingle—that uh, that's ours. It's been on. The what air was the
1: for... other one? Oh, the Columbia Dental thing.
0: Columbia Dental. You can win, win, win. Well, you got that one down. It's very—it's very catchy. American yeah. ladders and scaffolds. I mean, the Lord's... oh, no kidding. I know that. I haven't heard that one on the air. We t- no, it's been out there. We Take You Higher. I mean, the, yeah, the list we goes take on. You and higher. Yeah. We Take You Higher.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. We should get there. Uh, also joining us, Ken Cook, acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. magazine, now running peer to peer Hello, Ken. Please stop this juice diet. What do you mean the juice diet? What's wrong with my juice diet? Yo? Oh,
2: you are, your energy level's over the top. It's oh. incredible.
1: You want me just to be Cremudgeon Brian over
2: here? Yeah, Cremudgeon Brian's curmudgeon fun. Brian.
1: There we can't talk about business. Here's the business I'm going to give you. Give me money, I'm going to give you nothing
0: for it. There you are. You don't deserve it, and I want your money. There's a business model we can all admire. Actually,
1: I want your money because I'm going to Vegas, baby. I'm going to Vegas. Hey, that gets into our first hot potato. That was very good. Uh, Crowd Tilt, which is another Kickstarter, uh, used their own platform for yeah. raising money. They raised $62,000 for what? A private jet and a limo and a killer New Year's Eve party in Vegas for all of their employees and friends. I love them.
0: Like, wow. How good is that? Okay.
1: (laughs) That's fascinating.
0: I mean, that's chutzpah beyond anything that I can imagine bringing to the planet.
2: That's just as good as it gets, though. It's like, hey, world, I want to go to Vegas and party. Give me some money, please. I mean, that's like, and and the fact is that they raised
1: $62,000 for it. That's incredible. It is. Wow. Yeah! Wow, yeah. that's
0: real money. So does it speak more to, again, I'll use the word chutzpah, that the individuals have, or those that are funding this episode? I, I mean, think, you know, what's it's... Be, what's behind that? Is that... I have no idea why anyone would
2: give them money for that, but they
1: 350 did. million people in the United States... Getting $62,000 for something like this is probably nothing, but it puts an idea in my head. (laughs) Mm, Maybe I'll uh, invest in some audio equipment and uh, make a Kickstarter for... uh...
2: You know, we could put On The Horn on CrowdTilt or Kickstarter or one of them, emphasize the art and creative development side of the business, and I bet you we could fund an ultra nice studio. What do you think? Ultra nice. Ultra nice. <laughs> that means a screen
0: where we can see what you're seeing. Absolutely. And plush offices for all three of us and we
1: used to, but one of our TVs got stolen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 You'll notice for those of you watching the video right behind me. There used to be a TV right about here, right behind my head.
2: All right, I don't need ultra nice, just security conscious. I was like, <laughs> 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 Save the studio. Where'd it go?
1: And then, you know, the thing is, like, what do you do? Do you call the insurance company? You're like, well,
2: We should do that. But it's it was like,
1: and it was an $800 TV, and what am I going to do? And then my deductible goes up, and I'm going to like, forget it.
2: You could do that and promise everybody that contributes $100 or more one 15-second spot on some show on On the Horn. No more than one, but at least one over the next six months.
1: $100. Well, let's put some math to this. So if it was, let's say it's $50,000. How many hundred dollar bills is fifty thousand dollars? Is that a thousand? Um, no, I can't know. be right. Someone in the chat room, do this for me because my mind is like mush right now. God. It, so fifty thousand dollars divided by, uh, it would be five thousand. Be five hundred. Divided by it's five hundred. I think so. One hundreds.
0: I think it's five. Yeah. Because ten one hundreds is by. a thousand. That's what I just but, said. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Be late
1: to the game. Um. Yeah, so because I was thinking like, eh, well, five hundred—that would be a—that's that's still a lot to do, even just a fifteen-second commercial. What if we did like everyone that contributed five hundred dollars? How about a thousand? Is it the even number? A thousand dollars
2: for a thirty-second ad.
1: And no, you get um, you get an interview. I love it. You get a half-hour interview.
2: So you're we we're going to do fifty half-hour interviews. If we got $50,000...
0: Yeah. Over the course of a calendar year? Sure. I would yeah. do 50. 50 sure.
2: half-hour interviews over the course, and they get the copy of the of the uh, interview to broadcast and use and whatever they, they want for their own marketing. Well, copy. Not rights, but copy. All
1: right. All right, I'll have to think about that. Then again, it probably wouldn't that be that big of a deal because I would have $50,000 to get the recording equipment to do that mm-hmm. quickly. So I'm trying to think of how I would do it now.
0: Well, maybe we should put mm-hmm. this in R&D and mull over it i think we should dedicate a little thought process to this I uh, seriously it,
1: yeah um but you know this brings up another whole thing about like kickstarter programs this crowdsource funding yeah what do you guys think of that
2: i think we better get in before it gets regulated because <laughs> <laughs> it will be in a not too distant future my man yeah not too distant
1: i you know what you might be right um I wonder, yeah I, I mean i wonder how
2: do it now, or else yeah. we won't be able to. There's another one, uh, the point. Pebble really Watch, good.
1: and I don't remember how much they actually asked for. I think it was something like fifty, or maybe a hundred thousand dollars, or yeah. it was something low in compared to the like three or four million dollars that they got to start doing this uh, Pebble Watch thing. Now, the Pebble Watch, it's a wristwatch that it syncs with your phone, and so you can play, um, you know, your MP3s like via iTunes. Or you can have your schedule automatically show up on your watch. If you have an appointment, your watch will kind of buzz and bing. I mean we're we're it's really like the smart watch. Yeah, it's a smart watch. Uh very cool idea. Really kind of one step away from that like, you know, Knight Rider watch that yep. uh, Michael Knight always used to wear, which is great. <laughs> you know, if we can get that and Ford to build a completely automated car and they have those two things talk to one another, we are all set. The cars can already park themselves, so yeah. I imagine driving. You know, they have these things where it, the car will identify if you're drifting out of your lane and yep. it will beep, and some of them will not only beep, but they'll turn the wheel for you.
0: Really?
2: That would bother me.
1: I And I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a big fan of that. My, um, my father-in-law has a Volvo. Like, Is Volvo made by Ford?
2: Used to be. Used to be. They're um, owned by the Chinese now, believe it or not.
0: Are okay. they really? I didn't yeah. know that.
1: And that's why they're getting so technologically advanced. But he has one, but it's like the the buzzer or the warning signal when you're backing up, especially just out of the garage. You know, you're gonna be near stuff because you got the garage doors there. <clears throat> it's so loud. Mm. It is so loud. I could not I could not do that. But I do like the reverse camera, which I've had on That's the, helpful. I've had two or three cars with that and yeah. and i do like that yeah. and i don't i don't do the thing where you kind of lean over the back and look out the back window which is great because i'm not very flexible anymore
2: but there are there are certain safety features that i would turn off automatically the automatic locking of the doors turn that sucker off
1: yeah oh, you, like when you get out of your car and like you have to remember to unlock the car if you want to get your briefcase
2: no when you get in the car yeah put it in reverse pull out of the driveway put it in drive and you're not more than 50 yards down the road and the doors automatically lock.
1: I'm okay with that. No. What I don't like is um like I'm getting out of my car the doors should just unlock already or at least give me the option to just have the doors unlocked because invariably especially like when I'm getting like my daughter out of her car seat I like get out of my car, go around to the passenger side back door Try to get her out. I grab the handle. Nope, still locked. Going to go all the way around the car again. And so, you know, I'm, I'm now getting in the habit of like every time I open the door, I just unlock it at the yeah. same time. But that's it's needless. The car is getting too smart for me.
0: Well, we hope some car manufacturers are paying attention in this moment. My guess is they're not. I hope so. Right.
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be an app for that you can get online.
2: There will be. We, pre- we planted it somewhere out in the Netherlands, and they are going to Kickstarter and funding it. And as we speak
1: that it's exactly right. Um speaking of uh online sales here, oh this is a this was an interesting story. The Hall and Madden company mm. they make custom shirts. Yep. And they're doing it all online. Uh interesting story. This was from, let's see, Business Insider. Yep. This was about um you found the who found this? Ken found yeah, this? Ken did I did. This was about uh the guys Saying, boy, you know, we got buy, guys buying, uh, you know, $1,200 suits, and, you know, they got a $60 shirt underneath mm-hmm. it, and it's kind of ridiculous. Well, this guy has made a system now, Hall and, what is it? Hall and Madden. Hall and Madden, where you go, you give him some measurements, and he will tailor, custom tailor a shirt to you. Yeah. And it's, and it's a really good deal, I think. $150.00. For $150, men get three dress shirts customized to fit them based on height, weight, and other measurements provided by the customer. That 50, 50 bucks, bucks a, shirt, a shirt
2: is huge. That's great. That's a great deal. Yeah. You go to a, custom, a good friend of ours does custom shirts. We've had them on the show, Bob Jamis, And mid to low range cotton. Yeah. 125 to 150 bucks a shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think about you know, you go into Men's Warehouse or wherever, you, you're you're paying twenty five to fifty bucks anyway for the shirt. Yeah. You might as well get one that actually fits you.
2: Well, you and I have similar builds. If I go out and buy a shirt off of the rack, I need to buy a neck that's eighteen, eighteen and a half, because my neck is huge. Yeah. But I buy a neck that large, and it feels like I'm wearing a tent. I yeah. Mean, the the amount of fabric in the lower portion of the shirt is incredible. And this is why you and I don't wear ties anymore. Because we
1: have to, we have to buy the smaller shirt that still fits, but the neck we can't close the neck.
2: Actually, it's why I buy a few custom shirts so I can wear a tie. That's brilliant. <laughs> you put a couple of them in your closet, you're okay.
1: Yeah, and obviously, you know, the chat room is saying we don't need that, and we don't. You know, if you don't wear those sort of shirts, yeah, then you don't need it. Yeah, or but if the, you're,
2: po- the population's dressing up again,
1: uh, what did I see? I uh, it was Dress like, Up Friday. Yeah,
2: dress up Friday.
1: I can't yeah. remember what it was. I think it was somewhere in New York, but I love that idea. Yeah. It's like they're all they're casual all week long. And then you dress to the nines.
2: And you shows like Mad Men. Yeah. I mean See, they're I love bringing that it, kind it back. Of stuff. Yeah.
1: But I I'll tell you though, I do not since I've gotten heavy, I don't look good. I don't look good when I dress up.
2: Well, if you had a custom suit and a custom shirt, you would look no, a lot better. I don't have
1: a custom shirt, but even my custom suits are like eh. You just, you look like, you know, you look
0: bigger than you. Omar,
1: should. Omar, the tent maker yeah. came to see me the other day and, and gave me this. So but, the custom
0: suits were made after you put the weight on. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Cause I, okay. cause I would go down to like, you know, Joseph Banks or something and, and get one. I'm like, well, this looks horrendous. Yeah. So then I got two or three custom ones. It was all, all one fell swoop and you know, they were $1,200, but they were like, you know, maybe 900,000 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, they're beautiful. They really are beautiful. Um, it's just that, you know, since I look like a potato, you know, I, I don't look good. And so I have to dress, you know, like this and you know, I'm, I'm khakis in a blue blazer. All
2: right. Stay on the juice diet. then.
1: All right. I'm staying on the juice diet down 12 pounds.
2: Amen. How many more days?
1: Uh, two. Good Uh, for you. What is today? No, one tomorrow. Good for you. Tomorrow ends it. Well done. So that is great. Uh, we have a. Focused discussion point tonight on collaboration. Uh, the power thereof. The power thereof, collaboration. Now, you know what? It needs a it needs a nice intro. So I'm going to look to our uh, contributor to Inc. Magazine to do mm. that there. Uh, tell me about collaboration.
2: Well, the, the intro on this and the appeal of it started with the author, Tom Friedman, one of my favorite columnists, one of my favorite authors. The world is flat. That used to be us uh i mean he he just has such insights into where business and global shifts are going and he put the, this was in last sunday's new york times and he started talking about how the most one of the most competitive environments in the world silicon valley has a tremendous amount of collaboration going on and as as a
1: part of the culture
2: as part of the culture, this is how they operate. Uh, the example that he gave, and Brian, you'll love this one. Uh, Apple, iPhone map apps sucks. Apple's response, buy Google Maps. Their number one competitor, and their response for customer service is, go buy our number one competitor's application because it's better than what we're doing. Yeah. And it's free. It's not really a buy, but yeah. Yeah, but it it puts Google... Deep into the application. The other thing that he said, and this is the one that I love. In Congress, collaboration means something very different. It's considered an act of treason. Uh, Where's the phrase? Like Collaborating with the Nazis. Collaborating meaning you're a traitor. You're working with the other side of the aisle, that kind of thing. Yeah. And let me locate it here. Bear with me just a moment. And I'm not finding it. (laughs) Oh, okay. This is why, and he talks about the difference between Silicon Valley and D.C. and Congress and how it operates, and how the traitorous application of collaboration is considered the norm there. And he says, that's why if Congress were a startup, the early stage investors would have long ago been wiped out, and the firm shuddered. Cause of death: an inability of the partners to collaborate. It's um, so well articulated.
1: You know, there's this idea of uh, you know one plus one equals four. Yes, and uh, I'm trying to read the chat room at the same time, but um, which I really like because you know let, let's look at the let's look at the value there. You know. If if you have one person doing one task and another person doing another task together, if they collaborate, they can not only make the sum of two products, but in the collaboration process, it's much like the uh, the artistic process. They might look at what you're doing, which might spur another idea for him, and they and you know uh, they might look at what you're doing that would spur another idea. Now you all of a sudden have four products out of this collaborating, yeah, which is really, you know, very, very important. And, you know, we can think of it here, you know, to do the show, Um, you know, if I was to do this show, I would, by myself, I, I would probably have to do it once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, quite honestly. Um, b- Between all, like, the technology stuff, or, like, you know, if, if Tommy was going to go ahead and do this show on his own, without us, you know, he could probably do it once a month. And that's because you know we collaborate on uh, all these different ideas, but it also gets me thinking about other things, mm-hmm. much li- like the uh, Kickstarter thing about yeah. the New Year's Eve, kind of almost like a throwaway story, ha 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 ha. But then it got me thinking of, hey, you know what I just saw is Pebbles uh, actually going to ship their products. Let me zip over to uh, SmartPlanet.com and look up that that article that I know yep. that they did on that. So you know, this is sort of the the collaborating um, and. That is that is key for business. It's vacant in politics. Yep. Um and it's really it's a choice that you guys, you know, out there need to make and just kinda do.
0: Absolutely. I mean it's fundamental, I think, to every single type of relationship that we have. And whether it's marriage or you're working with your children or your business partner or someone in the clergy. Um, the, the whole concept and embrace of collaboration, I think, is fundamental. Yet it amazes me on a very regular basis, using religion as a quick example, uh, of how little collaboration there occurs under that in particular umbrella. Yeah,
2: I. Um, nah, I'm not gonna go there. Okay, <laughs> okay, Stimulating. Oh, really. I love it. it. I
1: can't wait. It's like a mystery. Um, Tommy, what did you think of the the uh, CEO of LinkedIn actually chimed in in this article, uh, Jeff Weiner? Uh, what did you think of his explanation of collaboration?
0: You know, it's something I I liked it. I liked it a lot. And 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 if you think about the culture of LinkedIn, what is at the fundamental core of it? It is about collaboration. It's about you and me reaching out to each other and finding ways to, for connectivity so that we can help to, I mean, I know that's the ideal of it. It may not be the reality of it, but for you and I to find ways to connect, collaborate, and help to raise the tide for each other. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he says, that if everyone understood that you can't build great government alone, our country would be a different place. Do you agree with that?
0: Yes, completely.
1: And do you think we should... see, So here's my question. As far as government goes, do you think we should collaborate more and everyone get on the same page? Or do you think uh, the U.S. is a, is a very unique uh, place and it actually is good for us to have vastly different opinions that we can uh, defend to our dying breath.
2: They're not mutually exclusive. You Uh, can have vastly different opinions and collaborate. Bingo.
0: One of the best books that I read in 2012, and maybe one of the best books I've read, period, is what I believe will be Covey's last effort. It's called The Third Alternative. And his approach in that book is just what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's recognizing that you have a polar opposite viewpoint on a subject than I do. But the two of us willing to look each other in the eye and say, okay, I know you're hard left and you know I'm hard right. But is there a willingness here to find something that's even better than your hard left and my hard right? And if you're willing to look at me and say, yes, of course, then we begin to collaborate. There's the essence of it.
2: Yeah. I mean it, the Newtown shootings one of the biggest most eye-opening things for me is the growing sentiment that how to address the concern about the proliferation of guns needs to come from the gun owners. Because they there is a high percentage greater than 50% of gun owners feel that in some way shape or form there should be something that addresses the prolifer- like, pro- proliferation. Thank yeah. you very much of guns and it's the p-word. Ask them, let them. I mean, they know their environment.
1: Let, let, let me ask you. You know, if you want to do that, what what does that mean? The proliferation of guns. The pro. I mean, to me, that means that we're just going to have more and more and more and more and more and more guns. Um, is that what your understanding of that phrase is?
2: No, the proliferation of guns as it exists today is the incredible amount and variety that are freely available without any sense of uh, check and balance in some way, shape, or form.
1: Okay, so you know, and and this is, we were actually discussing this in the pre-show with some of the folks in the chat room. You know, my contention is that the real issues here are not being addressed to my satisfaction, and that is uh mental health and violence, a culture of violence in the United States. Yes. I mean, you know, everyone kinda laughs off this thing about um, you know, gun violence in video games and on TV. Video games I can almost you know maybe I can't. I was gonna say I can almost give a pass to you, but you know what I, I really can't. And and certainly I've played them and I've played them a lot and um you know that doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and shoot somebody. But, uh, you know, I, I wonder if there is such violence on television constantly, you know, you can't have a well, a real hit TV show. Even, you know, you look at the, you look at some of the sitcoms, you know, what are the
2: occupations of the people?
1: Eh, they're, they're cops. Like, yeah. oh, geez, you know, like, why, why can't, you know, can't we just have something else?
2: Every top drama opens the show with somebody killed. NCIS, CSI, uh... The closer when that was on TNT. Yeah. I mean they're all every law and order out there starts off with dead bodies.
1: And it's interesting. why do we why is that? And now and, and I'll tell I mean I'm actually I'm a cord cutter now, so I don't watch a lot of uh a lot of television. Um but when I did, yeah, we would watch the broadcast dramas mm-hmm. and CIS was, you know, a favorite of ours. Um but you know, what we go to bed to, we go to bed to like you know, astronomy talk or whatever the heck you know all those discovery or National yeah. Geographic stuff, and I think like that to me is way more interesting. I'm with you. I love like that is just even if they're even if they're full of garbage and they're talking about like aliens from space built the pyramids, it's still just it's kind of fun. It's kind of like you know, it's like dessert now. for your mind as you're going to yeah, sleep. That's a nice yeah. way of putting it. Absolutely,
2: yeah. but I mean. Bringing us back on the issue of collaboration though if all of these shows are out there promoting violence, and it a, every nine out of ten video games promote violence in some way, shape, or form. The point about collaboration is again, it's not a matter of absolute one exclusion of another. The conversation does have elements of mental illness in it. The conversation does have the opinions of the gun owners. The conversation does have the Hollywood community as part of the discussion. The conversation does have the video game production community as Mm -hmm. part of the discussion. Collaboration is about not silencing voices. Collaboration is about not having power over somebody, but working with someone. The worst thing in the world biggest killer of collaboration is power over. I have to be right, therefore you are wrong. Right, And that is what is wrong with Congress. You cannot cross that aisle because they're always wrong, we're always right. I don't care what side you put on that equation, but they're always wrong and we're always right. Yeah, And that—that that is the worst killer to any solution. Everybody out here that doesn't exist inside of that beltway down in DC has some very creative ideas on how to balance our budget. Yet you get inside that beltway and it's only winners and losers. That's why the lobby lobbyists live there. That's why all the big money lives there. Collaboration doesn't exist. And the poison is that you have businesses who can't make decisions because they don't know what's going to happen.
1: It's an interesting idea as far as business versus government collaborating on things like uh, taxes. My problem with this idea is that uh, big business has a voice. Small business, you know, we're just we're Not screaming so into the wind.
2: Yeah, per- pretty much. You know. Pretty much.
1: And I don't really know... Uh, I. I I don't know how we would because at some point you have to kind of organize your message and if everyone has a different opinion.
2: You need a seat at the table and it has to start at the top to give everybody a seat at the table. And unfortunately, at one point I held out hope like everybody did with the first Obama election that he was going to be able to mitigate the power over culture of D.C. Yeah. And he got run onto the truck. I mean, basically run over. There was no way he could find anybody that wanted to collaborate with him who was on the other side. Nobody. Yeah, Hmm. Literally no one. And when you don't have another party in the collaboration, there's nothing to work on.
0: There is no collaboration.
2: Yeah. And that's why I love Friedman's column because he sits there and he takes... What anyone would view as a just incredibly competitive environment in Silicon Valley where you have hundreds of millions of dollars in venture capital going into ideas where patents are sacrosanct and you protect them and you allow no one to steal your ideas and you find the best engineers and the best software developers and you plug them in. Yet in that environment,
0: they collaborate. All the time, every day. Well, and, and here's another right coming back home example. Brian, the initiative that you took last week in inviting Chris Reimer to join us on the show. Chris is another podcaster, mm-hmm. and you made the decision to bring him in. Uh, he's just a blogger. He's not actually a podcast. Oh, okay.
1: He, just, right. he writes a blog.
0: But nonetheless, you brought him in, and that was, and to me, a small but yet very nice example of bringing someone else Mm -hmm. in and collaborating with them. I mean, the opportunities never go away. They're always there. It's just having the vision to be able to see it and to put your own agenda aside and stop What just what you were talking about, Ken, believe coming from the control drama of I'm right, you're wrong, as opposed to maybe there's a better way.
2: Mm -hmm. There's a tremendous amount of difference about being certain about something and being right about something. I am certain that the Republicans think they are right and I am certain that the Democrats think they are right. The problem is that I'm willing to compromise on my certainty when presented with facts. Neither of the parties are. I mean, they just... Facts are presented and they look at that And if it's contrary to what they're certain about, they are ignored, even discounted, even denigrated.
1: Well, we're going to have, I guess there's nine or so pillars that the, or 19, what is it? 19 executive orders that the president's going
2: to sign. That's the flag floated, yeah. For the
1: gun laws. Yeah. And, you know, I have not seen them. We were trying to find it somewhere, but we couldn't find it
2: before Yeah, they're not out yet. Oh, they're not out yet. No, there's just teases of what they're going to be if...
1: Well, I mean, but you know, like some of the obvious things, um, you know, I have to go through, you know, continuing education for my, for my, uh, for my investment business, and it's you know every year, um, you know, accountants have to do continuing education, uh, insurance guys got to do continuing education, everybody does continuing education. is a good thing. Why well, am making some continuing ed requirements for gun owners?
2: There All you're go. gonna
1: do is reinforce
2: good stuff practices. that you
1: want people to know exactly and then you know why not have i mean talk about a revenue maker
2: for the government
1: my gosh yeah you could do this for uh for boating classes yeah you, know, you could do this for a uh, car uh you know driving your car mm-hmm. i mean how many times have you been in the left lane and someone's going you know 50 in a 65 mile hour, and i'm like get over to the right yeah <laughs> you know it would be great if i knew you know what i hope that they they cover it would might even give me a sense of solace it would. that person might in their next continuing education credit course they have to do to keep their driver's license it it clicks yeah you know that they can't just hang out and, and it's drive. an interesting
0: concept I like
2: it you know there there's also when you talk about innovation and creativity, yeah there is a commonly held belief more than a belief it's an actual proven practice that the best way to develop innovation and creativity into a culture is to have a nothing wrong time frame where when you're going to sit down at a table with a team of people and work on a problem, there are no bad ideas. There are no discounts of any ideas. Tom can't throw an idea out on the table, be two sentences into the explanation, and have me say to him, Tom, thanks for the idea, but I don't think it'll work because... That is never allowed in an innovation session. There are no bad ideas. That is what the thinking process needs to be. I mean, Obama's throwing out nineteen the raising the flag of nineteen executive orders, yeah, from a power over position. He's not collaborating. he's saying, "I have the power to ignore you, and the only thing that does is give the other side. Well, if he's going to ignore me, I'm going to get him. Uh, defensiveness, it's a natural reaction.
0: One of the, uh, I'll go back to the book that I recommended to the folks that are tuning in this evening, uh, The Third Alternative, one of the points that Covey brings up in that book is a technique that I believe was originated with the American Indians. I'm not 100% sure of that, but it's called Talking Stick. And the whole concept of the talking stick, and in so many words, Ken, this is just what you're discussing, is, you know, let's say you and I are in disagreement on something and we're not doing a good job of collaborating. That talking stick, whether it's actually an instrument that I'm going to hold on to or just the concept, while that stick is in my hand, your job is to do as best you can to listen empathetically to everything Mm. that I have to say Mm. and then to be able to reiterate back to me yep. everything that I've shared so that I feel like I'm completely understood. I love that. And then and if you if you go online and you look for you'll see tons of information on the whole talking stick uh you know concept yep. and then it's your turn the stick is now in your hand and do the same thing. You share all of your nice. thoughts feelings on that and one more time it's my job to say Ken, is this what you meant? Am I understanding you correctly? Oh, wonderful. Right. And absolutely, the, the likelihood, going back to the title of the show or this portion of the show, the likelihood of collaboration increases dramatically yeah. if we are employing techniques along those lines.
2: That's great. You gave two beautiful skill sets in that de- definition there. One of them, empathetic listening, and the other one, paraphrasing if I can listen empathetically, which means I listen from your seat, not from my preconceptions. And paraphrasing meaning I take words that you did not use and go back with those words to tell you what you told me and confirm that I heard it correctly. Right. This
1: is interesting. The talking stick is also called the speaker's staff.
2: There you are. It is an
1: instrument of aboriginal democracy. And if you go on Wikipedia for Talking Stick, you will see the Kawaka-waka-wawa-man... Uh, is
0: holding his anything like the Michelin Man? Is holding his (laughs) talk. Don't don't tell
2: me what stick he's holding.
1: (laughs) He's holding his
2: his speaker
1: staff. There you are. That's better. (laughs) Let me tell you, it's time for me to talk, and that's because I'm holding this. Uh, photo by Edward S. Curtis. All right, that's interesting. Mm. But I guess it's aboriginal, but but I do like it. Aboriginal, okay. Um, there are, uh, you know, how to collaborate with um, uh, b- uh, with businesses and in business. Make sure you speak the same language. Okay. Um, sell, don't ask. That's an interesting one. Say that one. Sell, don't ask.
0: Boy, I don't so know. So I,
1: I like this I'm one, actually. One. You know what? I love this one. You know why? Because <laughs> to me it says, hey, you know what? Take a risk. Sell us on your point. This is a free and open space. No one's going to say no to you. Give us your best shot. Sell it to us. Don't ask us and be wimpy okay. about it. Commit to your idea. In that Let context, me hear the best I can way. hear it. I love that idea. I can hear uh, it. Be prepared to network. Sure. What does networking mean? You know, it's go and uh, meet with others and share that idea and collaborate. But I guess networking is really, uh, what are you doing? Um you know collaborating is almost like i'm working on a a project that i want to collaborate with you on and Mm -hmm. together we want to work on this one project and hopefully it grows into something big but networking is really what is it that you're doing here's what i'm doing but what what are you doing let me understand that are there any kind of pieces that i can glean from there and then what are you doing let me take a little piece of that connection making i'll take what i need and i'll leave the rest kind of thing
2: the thing i now that you tell me more the what I'd struggle with with sell don't ask is that collaboration is something that we jointly work on and hopefully build Cell right. don't ask is putting out my perspective on it and it, it, it's more like a parry back and forth at least that's what I'm hearing it sounds more like a parry back and forth or a joust
1: well if you let, let me uh, let's think of um, I don't know pebble watch I'm just thinking of that Ken, I got this idea for a Pebble watch, and I want to collaborate with you on it. All right. Here's what I know. Now, would you respond more to, do you think people would want to, like, listen to their MP3s instead of, like, on their phone or a little thing that clips onto them? Do you think they would want to listen to that on their watch? Then, I don't know, maybe you could get, like, their schedule on their watch or their contacts on their watch. Do you think that's something that people would do? Or what if I was to sell it to you? What are you more apt to do? hey, Ken, I want to collaborate with you on this idea of this watch. It's, uh, it's very cool. What you can do is everything that you can do on your smartphone, but now it's on your wrist. So whether it is scrolling through your contacts to get a number, uh, you can call that person if you have your earbuds in, mm-hmm. or you can look at your calendar. You can have reminders pop up on your wristwatch. You, know, you don't have to go jogging through your phone. If your phone does ring, you know, the call uh, the, the call identification is right here. You don't have to find what pocket it's in mm-hmm. to look at your phone. What do you think of this idea? Now, what are you more apt to say? Hmm, that's interesting. Tell you me an- more
2: about it. Tommy, well, you answer that first.
0: Well, here's what, here's what I'm going to say to you, that uh, certainly the confidence that you portrayed in the second scenario is going to be much more appealing to me. But here's the caveat for me. Are you then, as confident as you are, still open to hearing me say, come back to you and say, wow, those are some great ideas, Brian, but here's what I'd like to suggest, that we're going to add this to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to, let's expand what you've come across with in a very confident way and make it even bigger and better. Are you open to that?
1: Yes. And when, but when you, when you talk back to me about that, you need to sell it back to me.
0: Right. Hey. Hey.
1: That's a great idea. You know what else would be great? Introduce a pedometer for that because people are constantly wearing these other little things like fuel bands and Fitbits. If we include that in there, that would be a great idea, too, because what we're doing is we're combining a whole bunch of things in this wristwatch.
2: All right, Brian, I want to collaborate with you on the watch. Okay, go ahead. But I don't want to put the contacts in there. Okay. I think the screen's too small to be able to scroll through 733 contacts and I don't want to put a telephone function into the watch because I don't think either of those will work. What do you think? Why, why don't they work? Uh, I think that standing there with holding your arm up like this is just going to make it too uncomfortable for too many people too frequently.
1: I love, I love what you're saying there. You know what? What if we included in the watch also had, let's put in a Bluetooth headset, So you don't have to look down at your watch. Now, when calls come in, you can kind of glance down like you're just looking at the time, see who the caller is, whack the watch, but you have a little Bluetooth ear set in, and now you're running away with it.
2: Okay. And I would like to build on that even further by making voice recognition part of the watch. So I don't have to look through the contacts. I can just say, Brian Parker, call mobile. And it comes up. With your mobile number and automatically calls it, and my Bluetooth engages.
1: I love it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the See, role that's play is great.
1: Ex- that's much more exciting to me than, well, let's have a brainstorm session.
0: Well, yeah, you don't do you melt
2: toasted in the ask mode though, right? No.
0: I and I'm not sure if that's even selling. To me that's just confidence in sharing. Yeah. I think I have a great idea As, and I want, I want and I'd love your opinion on it, but let me share my confidence of yeah. this idea. Well, I, isn't
2: that what selling is? I, I, confidence no, in sharing? No. No. I, selling is persuading.
0: I, right. I think it's divorce... first
2: when I first heard you sell the concept. Yeah. My thought was he wants me to work for him in development of this watch. As opposed to who he wants me to work with him in developing the concept of the watch.
0: Ah uh, key. Right.
2: Two different interpretations. Absolutely. And Good only point. Going back and forth two or three times, did I get any sense of you being open to changes into your thought process? I think that's a fair point. Yeah. So it's I mean, so rare. <laughs> Every now and then. Right. You are my kawaka-waka man. (laughs) All right, here's the stick, baby. Do you have your speaker
0: staff with you, Brian? That's what we want. We should get a speaker staff. Yeah,
2: I guarantee you next week we're going to have some kind of stick
0: in here.
1: There you go. Oh, yes. I have my speaker staff
2: uh, sponsored by Volky Wedges, Titleist. Well, it honors at least two out of the three of us. right. (laughs) I saw you staring at the screen. Is the chat room fighting back on any of this?
1: Oh, no, I was trying to say, how the heck do I say kawaka waka waka, man?
2: Oh, that <laughs> was it. All right.
1: I'm reading. I'm multitasking over here. If only I had a watch that could do this for me.
2: <laughs> at least a built-in dictionary.
0: There yeah, there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's fun. All right, do we have anything else on this topic, or should we wrap it up? I. My only
2: closing thought is that God, Washington, open your eyes and get out of the Beltway. Go pay attention to what business is doing because it's working out here. And if you got out of our way, it would work even better. Collaborate. Thank you. (laughs) Please
1: Go collaborate and be free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Uh, We can't do the show without you out there listening. Thank you. Great discussion in the chat room. That's fun. Um, And, of course, our sponsors, Gateway Financial Partners, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyer, Jack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and centralctdental.com. Very special thanks to Evan Richards, our chat room moderator. We're going to be closing up business for this week, closing up shop, but we will be open next week at 5 p.m. for Open for Business. We'll see you.
2: Cheers.